Amen. You know, Jesus loved to teach in parables. He loved to use proverbs, metaphors, analogies, riddles, illustrations, and more. We're reminded of that in the Gospel of Mark chapter 4, where in verses 10 to 12 we're told the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. Jesus is using that word mysterion once again. And we've been reminded as that word keeps popping up in our studies that the mystery that Jesus speaks about when he speaks of the kingdom of God is not something that's meant to stay hidden, but instead something that Jesus delights to reveal. And Jesus' choice to teach with parables is not designed to fool people or leave them out, but rather it's the sign of a master teacher who knew his audience. Jesus knew that teaching over someone's head was just missing the target altogether. That's why in verse 33 we're told, with many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. Today we get a chance to join the disciples in hearing what Jesus has to say, in analyzing his parables as he slowly reveals to them and to us the power of the kingdom of God. We're going to be in Mark chapter 4, verses 21 through 34, and I'll begin reading in verse 21. Jesus said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, and then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Again, Jesus said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. Please pray with me. Lord God, we are so thankful for our chance to be gathered together in worship today. We are thankful for this beautiful space. We are thankful for the brothers and sisters in Christ seated around us. And we are thankful for your presence that inhabits this space. In these next few minutes, as we consider the teachings of Jesus, these mysterious parables, please give us eyes to see just what you want us to see. Give us hearts that are soft and ready to receive whatever you choose to reveal. And give us conviction that's strong so we can apply what we see and understand about your kingdom to the way we live every day. 
I pray all of these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. But what we have today, particularly in verses 21 to 25, is a composite collection of the teachings of Jesus. While 26 to 29 and 30 to 32 appear to be standalone stories, verses 21 to 25 contain four separate teachings. First of all, they teach that a lamp is meant to be placed on a stand. It's meant to be seen. It's meant to help others see. It should be placed in the center of the room. And in teaching about this lamp, Jesus is beginning to reveal that he is the light and that he's come to reveal who he is to the people around him. His ministry is just getting underway, and there was a mystery that was concealed to begin with, but Jesus is slowly but surely teaching about who he is and what he's come to do. Secondly, these verses teach that what is hidden is meant to be revealed. The power and plan of God is only hidden for a while, and then Jesus begins to reveal all of it. Thirdly, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. On the one hand, Jesus is talking about fairness in the marketplace, but more than that, Jesus is talking about the capacity of our faith, the capacity of our faith as we live it out in this world. And finally, whoever has will be given more, and we're going to come back to that one a little bit later in the message. So four teachings that come from verses 21 to 25, and then these two interesting parables. The first, about the growing seed. This is the second of three seed stories that Jesus tells, and he begins by saying, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A human farmer scatters seed and then goes about his business, and as he goes about his business, the seed sprouts and grows. How? All by itself, Jesus says. All by itself this takes place. The stalk, the head of grain, the full kernel, and then the harvest that comes. And the emphasis here is on a mysterious process fueled by a power beyond the farmer. The farmer can make the conditions just right, but the farmer is powerless to make that seed grow. That's the mystery of that power contained in the seed itself. And then the mustard seed, another parable to describe the kingdom. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, says Jesus. And have you ever seen a mustard seed? Picture a grain of sand. That's how small these seeds are. And it's really not the smallest seed. Uh, Jesus isn't teaching a botanical lesson here. He's actually talking about the kingdom of God. And for them, they would think of that as the smallest speed that they would encounter. And Jesus is pulling a contrast here between the seed itself and the plant. That grain of sand becomes a plant that is over 10 feet tall. There's power in what seems small and seems powerless. The kingdom of God will grow in just that way. And that's what this is all about. All of these parables, all of this teaching, this composite that Mark has pulled together, it's teaching us about the kingdom of God. I think these three teachings are the powerful ones that we're supposed to take away. First of all, the kingdom of God will not always be concealed. The kingdom of God will not always be concealed. That's that lamp that Jesus is teaching about. The light of Jesus, the light of the kingdom, they're meant to be brought into the open. Jesus' light and Jesus' kingdom will be brought into the open, though at first they were concealed. We live in a day and age 
after all of this has taken place. So we see the way Jesus was revealed in power through his death on the cross, through his resurrection, through the gift of the Holy Spirit that each of us possesses as a result. We see what that light looks like in this world. And so it has been revealed, and we glory in that. And we glory in the chance that we have to continue revealing that light to others. The kingdom of God will not always be concealed. Number two, the kingdom of God arrives and is controlled only by the power of God. No human being, no matter how powerful, summons or controls the kingdom of God. Its growth is imperceptible, yet it is constant and inevitable. It's not something any of us can control, but it is something that we can experience. While the disciples were trying to figure out what the kingdom was and when it would come, what it would look like, how it would function, we have the opportunity to experience that kingdom at work in the world through the ways that we worship, through the ways that we pray, through the ways that we live and the ways that we share the gospel. We experience the power of the kingdom of God every time we open ourselves to that. There's power in that. And finally, thirdly, the kingdom of God will grow from a small beginning to transform the world, just like that mustard seed. Though the kingdom can appear small at times, maybe even powerless, don't be deceived. The kingdom of God is in the process of changing the entire world. This faith that we've been gifted, it's not just for us, it's not just for our security, it's not just a ticket that gets us someplace at the end of our lives, but it's an entrance into a whole new way of life that we've been called to that we've been called to experience in each new day. This kingdom is an invitation for each of us. Now back to verse 25, that sort of mysterious statement. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have, will be taken from them. It sounds kind of harsh, but it's really not what it seems. This gets back to that issue of capacity. If we have a one-dimensional faith, that views our faith just as a ticket to heaven at the end of this life, we have a small capacity. But we've been invited into something so much larger than that. We first encountered the gospel, we believed it, we chose to trust in it, and that was the beginning of something, but the beginning of a lifelong process where our faith gets deeper and deeper, where our capacity grows and grows. Capacity is something that we can lean into, something that we can develop, We've been called to that so that we can each new year go even deeper than we ever have before in our connection to God and our trust in the way we walk every single day. Capacity is within our control. And that's how we experience the kingdom of God. That's how we become more than believers. We become followers who are living out these kingdom principles in the world. I believe that's what Jesus is talking about when he mentions open eyes that we can see and open ears that we can hear. He wants us to have a faith that grows and grows in capacity as we lean into the experience of trusting him with every aspect of our lives and helping to continue these kingdom values all our life through. We're going to be in the Gospel of Mark for a while longer in the narrative lectionary. And my challenge to you, my challenge to myself as well, is to focus upon the capacity of our faith as we watch Jesus live out this gospel, as we watch Jesus continue to reveal the kingdom. May the capacity of our faith grow and grow as we experience this together so that we really do have open eyes to see, 
open ears to hear, and a rich faith to experience all that God has for us. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, your teaching is mysterious. Your teaching is confusing at times. Your teaching is powerful as it reveals the kingdom of God breaking into the disciples' world. We are so thankful to be on this side of the story where we see what that kingdom looked like and we saw the passion that you lived with and we see the power of your resurrection. It reminds us of all that we are capable of as we trust in you. And Jesus, it's too easy for us to have that one-dimensional faith at times, just feeling like we're safe from something terrible that might happen to us or that we have a ticket to go someplace wonderful when this life is through. But we're reminded in every page of Scripture, especially in the Gospels, that you've made us for this experience of the kingdom of God. You've made us to experience all of it. And so help us to lean in Help the capacity of our faith to grow and grow with each new year so that we are ready to experience more of you and to bring more of your kingdom to bear on this world. I pray all of these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.